0: Uh, from agent to entrepreneur. Now, Greg is on site. He's actually at the Inman conference, so he's out um, doing some uh, some stuff in the real estate world that I'm sure you'll hear about. But um, excited today, have got a great guest that I know is going to really um, really epitomizes the agent to entrepreneur story, and we're going to let him get into it. But I'm I'm really happy and excited to introduce Aaron Marshall. Aaron Marshall has been in the real estate industry, and he's going to tell you all about the different things he's done. Started going on a little over 17 years ago in the Salt Lake City, Utah market. So Aaron, welcome to the podcast and really happy that you're here. Thank you, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, tell me a little bit about, I know you've been in the business and it's transformed from like a lot of us, we all had our day one. Tell me, give me a kind of a, a, a rundown of from where you started as an individual agent um, up through present day, where we're, where were you sit right now in, uh, in Salt Lake city? So I started, uh,
1: the real estate business just right after I graduated college, graduated August, 2001. Uh, before that I had flipped one house, had a little interest in real estate, uh, couldn't get a job after uh, college. And so I got my real estate license the week of September 11th. Uh, I want to wow. say it was the day before the day of, uh, one of the two there, um, And I told my wife, look, this is what I'm doing. Can't get a job. And uh, those little postcards back in the day, you go apply somewhere and they give you this little uh, rejection postcard. Well, I was getting dozens of those a week. And I didn't realize till years later, my wife would throw those away. Uh, (laughs) They want me to feel rejected and so forth. Uh, And so I kept telling her, look, this is my job. And she's like, no, when was the last time you got a paycheck? It took me nine months to have my first closing. It was a buyer deal. It was so horrible. Um, I was like, there's got to be a quicker way to do this. And so I quickly went over to the listing side because I put in to have that one closing. It took me probably 100 offers. So I knew how to write an offer really well. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to be the guy on the other end of the deal that had the listing that would almost guarantee to be able to close that deal. And so I went after short sales, bank foreclosures. Well, listings first and then short sales, bank foreclosures, and those kind of started getting drawn to me. This was in 02, 03, and then kind of wasn't really doing anything along with everybody else in 07. Started a property management business. Uh, That quickly went away, Uh, not the property management business, but just my time and focus had to go on to uh, real estate when the bank foreclosures and short sales picked up in 08. I uh, had my best years, 08, 09, 2010. Uh, 08, I was the number one real estate agent here in Utah in the Salt Lake area. Um, and uh, because of that, I had this big old target on my back and mm. I could feel it. Um, and by 2013, I, I would say it probably wore me out. Uh, I was like, I'm done with this. Uh, essentially, uh, retired from the real estate uh, day-to-day business. Um, and at that point, didn't know what I was going to do. I had some rentals. Uh, at that time, I think I had 14 rentals. Um, have 11 today um, and uh, started a property management franchise. Uh, and there's a few other things that we'll get into uh, later on that I've uh, started since then as well.
0: Wow. Okay. So now you just, you just took 17 years and made it seem like it could happen in about five minutes. So I want to I wanna unpack oh, some of no. that stuff because there's a lot there. So, um, oh, I've had a team, probably, I want to say four sets of teams in between
1: there with my real estate team. Okay. I blew it up and start over again and build it up and I blow it up. And so, there. I mean, there is a lot of learning in between there. So um, there, there's a lot that we can go through.
0: Okay, good. So, one of the things I think is always interesting for, and I know that the people that are listening to this are probably already wondering, is you've gone from um, very similar to what most people's path is in the beginning. You go in, you don't know the language of the business, you don't know what you're doing, you finally get a deal, and then things take off. So, when you started from that day one where you started and wrote 100 offers to get one done to today, was that the plan? Or when you got into business, were you going, all right, the economy's not great. It's 01. We have a lot of uncertainty in the world. So let's go try real estate because you know what? I've got an investment property or I flipped the property. And this sounds like a good idea. Was it by design or did it start by kind of default?
1: It started by default. Couldn't get a job. I was graduated, business management degree, uh, was my undergrad. And wanted to kind of go in and do that. And if it wasn't for um, one of my interviews over the phone, I was trying to interview for Rubbermaid. And the guy was interviewing me. And I I wasn't really trying to tell him I was an entrepreneur. I didn't really try to tell him. Uh, I I was trying to get a job at the end of the day Mm -hmm. uh, because I had my wife. uh, I had a a child. I had one on the way. I had to feed my family. Um, And that was a priority to me and i called i ended up not getting the job luckily i called the guy up and asked him hey why didn't i get this job i, I really wanted it he's like you don't want to work for me you want to work for yourself that was probably one of the best things wow. anybody could have told me yeah and i came back and told my wife that and i'm like you know what this guy's this guy's right like I really don't wanna work for anybody else.
0: Mm-hmm. I would
1: be the worst employee, I, I really yep. would. I, I have been a great employee in the past, but I've been polluted now and worked for myself for 17 years, I could not go back. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was not by design. It was by default having to try to bring money home. I have done so, thousands and thousands of BPOs, uh, the stupid broker price opinions that you yep. make pennies on the dollar for. Yep. Um, my wife was on WIC, Medicare. Uh, I could. I was living with my. I was living at a house with my. That was my grand. My wife's grandma's house. Um, we were supposed to pay rent six hundred bucks a month to my in-laws. We would pay rent maybe every three four months because we had no money. Uh, so it definitely was not by design.
0: Okay, that's uh, great. So
1: it was that more out of desperation.
0: Yeah, it was sur- your survival mode in the beginning, and, and yeah. you, you caught traction somewhere along the line, I imagine. So when you built your team, because Salt Lake City is not, you know, it's not um, nowhere, USA. It's a big market, a lot of transactions, um, pretty high volume. Um, uh, you know, in your, I imagine that market even back then had some higher price points for the for the area and stuff. So what did you? How did you build your team out, or what was kind of what was the basis for how you grew your business to be number one in that market?
1: So, I mean, interesting question because I I've built, uh, I want to say I've, I, I don't know, I'm a, a thought leader or, or somebody thinking ahead. Um, I tried back in 07 to have a team because I'm here in Salt Lake. I actually try to have a team in L.A. Uh, even before that was popular, and and I know Keller, uh, Gary Keller and the Keller Williams system has uh, done some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't work too well, and so yes. I ended up selling that. Um, but at first, it was more to bring buyers agents in to my team to help with the calls, okay. uh, taking the floor. I would have floor time and um, did that. And and uh, it's just it's tough bringing agents on board and having them on your team. Uh, I don't want to say they're like kids, but uh, it it can be like that and mm-hmm. uh, kind of hey I'm I'm needing money and my wife is stressed out we haven't had a closing for a couple weeks or a month or two months, whatever that is and and they're trying to bring those pressures onto yourself, um, and so as far as building that team, uh, it, I I don't really have anybody to to follow. I started reading the uh, the Red Book, uh, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent, uh, with Gary Keller. I started reading that, but I just I there's parts of it that I thought that were right on point and And I believed in other parts, I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, and so I try to, to kind of pave my own way uh, throughout that process.
0: Okay, good. And so in the notes that we had um, that you'd mentioned, or that I took when you mentioned, you started a management company in what, about six or seven years in? Was that based off of just not letting something else fall off the plate that you're coming into contact with? Somebody can't sell. And so now- you know, where did that come? Cause it, it's interesting, the timing, was that partly due to what was going on in the market at the time? So I had two rentals at the time, um, that
1: I just purchased that summer. And this was about November, December, of 2007. I purchased those rentals, uh, July, August that year, both rentals were rent, uh, tenants were about three weeks late. Um, Everybody I talk to that gets into property management gets into it, not by design. Same thing with us. Mm -hmm. It it, it was kind of a thought like, hey, maybe we should do this. Um, My uh, office manager, Christy at the time, uh, got this wrong phone call from some investors out of uh, California. And they said, hey, we referred to you. We got four properties. Uh, We were told that you uh, manage real estate. You're a property management company. Can you manage these four properties? And she, uh, I still remember, she answered that phone call. She looks at us and and she kind of knew we'd been talking about it. She's like, do we do property management? And uh, I looked at uh, another employee. He's my partner now. I looked at him and said, yep, transfer the <laughs> call, phone call over. So those were our first really six properties that we managed. Today we manage a little, just our, that same office, we manage a little over uh, 300 properties. Uh, Now, But it was not by by design. We didn't have a name. We didn't have management agreements. We didn't have lease agreements. And it just kind of fell into place. And I don't recommend doing it that way. I recommend doing it more purposefully. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I had to kind of learn real quick how to not do property management.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I understand. So one of the things I want to point out that I'm hearing you say, which I think is really, really important for anybody listening to this. And again, this is is an agent to entrepreneur. The one thing that people have to understand is if you're in this business, there are so many opportunities that come by just by being in this business and you've just elaborated on a few of them because you're just, you happen to be a real estate agent and all these different things come up. Somebody calls in and they're like, do you do this? And you're looking at your partner going, not yet. And now all of a sudden look where it's taken you. So what, what um, do you think has, what's inside of you or what do you think gives you the opportunity when you see those things to say, okay, I had a steady um, real estate business, and now I'm going to branch off here and take a chance that this doesn't work. Like, what what makes that okay with you? Well, back then I was
1: even looking at uh, fran- like different franchise businesses to get into. I had a franchise coach at the time, um, mm. and I, I wanted another pillar of business. Back then, I it was just starting the thought process for real estate agents and brokers and team leads, that we need something else other than just the steady income. And so I started getting my rentals uh, in place. Now I have 11. Uh, But I bet you over the last five years, I purchased about six or seven, and all of those just fell in my lap. We're in real estate. There's no better way to invest in yourself and your future and your retirement than buying the best product that's out there, at least I believe, and that for your retirement, and that's real estate. Yeah. So invest in in that. Uh, You're going to get deals coming to you. Uh, You can evaluate it. You don't need an appraiser out there. You know what the market conditions are. Uh, If you don't know what rents are, ask around. Um, But it's just we're in this business every day. Um, And I I knew that I couldn't continue to last forever chasing the REO business or chasing the listing agent, uh, the the listings. I've had a radio show. I uh, did that for five years. I've done radio commercials uh, for five years and it just kind of started wearing me out in 2013. Like I, I, I want a different lifestyle. I want to be able to go on vacation and not have to worry about my business. Um, and oddly enough, next Wednesday, I'm uh, heading out for two weeks to Thailand.
0: Awesome. Um,
1: I will bet probably within that two weeks, I'll probably do business or work maybe two to three hours the entire time, whereas I went to China for two weeks uh, during this process when I had my assistant, uh, uh, Christy, and I still had to try to put in an hour, two hours every single day to approve things, uh, answer questions, all kinds of things. And I've tried to purposely, since 2013, build a business that doesn't need me there all the time. I mean, I want to be feel. I want to feel needed. I want to feel like a business that, or have a business that needs me, that I'm a part of, a big something bigger. Uh, but at the same time, I want to be able to feel like it doesn't need me every day as well. Absolutely. Um, so since then, I've I purposely tried to build that. But back then, it was just it was just an idea that I had, and nobody was telling me that I should do this. Or I just I don't know. It's just my gut, and this is what I feel like I should do, and so I went for it.
0: Got it. Yeah. And there's no doubt. I mean, in 2013, if anybody was selling before 2008 you know, and went through 2008 to 2013, the one rule and the one lesson that you learned as somebody in the real estate industry is you better not be one-dimensional. You better be have some flexibility and be able to um, to pivot not only with the shift in the market, but pivot with the way that you do business. and that's not just a 2008 to 2013 conversation that is a real estate industry conversation nothing stays the same forever so i think that's a that's a really really good point
1: that's totally true and and i i talk to so many other real estate agents brokers out there they love the business there's so many ways to make money in real estate mm-hmm. there's not just one it's not just buyers it's not just listings there's so many other ways um, have a couple of businesses that help the, within the real estate industry that help bring money back home to the same pot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And there's so many ancillary things that are around the business that um, there's opportunity there. But you had, you had probably the uh, most important part was your core, how you put money in the bank and food on the table for your first eight to 10 years in business. That's what you did first. You got yep. to become an expert at that, build your business so you knew where the income was coming from. Then your exposure to all the other parts of the business allowed you to branch off versus I think sometimes a mistake that maybe people make is they see all the opportunity, but if they never learn something within the core, they're continually chasing something else and then they, never, you know, they may never find the success in, in any of them.
1: And, and t- totally agree. And make sure whatever that one of your pillars, uh, if the market turns, does that other pillar or one of those pillars, will it turn and go down as well? Try not to have so many relying on such a great economy. For I, That's one of the reasons why I love property management. Yeah, property management can suck as well uh, because of the tenants and the issues that, that come with that. But at the end of the day for a business and have that as an ancillary business within your Uh, business, it's awesome. The market Mm -hmm. goes down. People still need a roof over their head. They're still paying rent. They still most of the time have jobs. um, And so it's money still coming in to help support and
0: feed uh, your entire team or, or, or business. Yep. Absolutely. So you've mentioned it. Now I want to talk um, about your, what you've grown that management company. So you start selling real estate, then you default into, Hey, I need to manage some properties. Then you see an opportunity to actually grow that. And your company is called Key Renter, correct? Yep. Key Renter Property Management. We started... No, just tell me, tell me me about, tell me all about that. So we
1: started franchising that uh, back in 2014. Um, sold our first franchise then. They, uh, the first franchise opened in 2015. Uh, today, we're managing about 3,000 doors. We've got about 40 locations nationwide. I love helping people grow. And We have some people um, across the country that this is another pillar of their business. Uh, they do proper, or real estate full-time, and this is kind of a side gig for them. We help them with that. Um, other people, this is their full-time business. This is the, uh, property management is, and we're helping them get into the real estate uh, game that way. Um, but uh, so we've getting kind of the property management business, getting that going. Um, it hasn't been an easy road. Uh, it's definitely has taken me probably three times longer and about five times as much money as I thought it would. Uh, but I haven't been, I haven't had to go out and get financing from everybody or from anybody. I've been able to finance the entire thing, and uh, it's, it's been a fun little. Uh, endeavor to, to do it. It hasn't paid anything um, yet, uh, but I can see where it will. And, and we're, we've been breaking even for the last couple of years. And so that's always nice, breaking even on a new business venture. It took a couple of years, a few years to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got a few other things that uh, uh, that's in the works that I've uh, mentioned to you as well with the book and the podcast that I've uh, been working on uh, as well along the way
0: absolutely so the the um, with key renter where did you see the need being in the business obviously you set it up for you where did you see the need out there because you have right now you had told me you have 40 franchisees which yep. is really really strong for I honestly I think probably for most franchises regardless if it's window blinds or something else I mean you're not a giant corporation you're a guy that started a A a rental management company franchise. So, what need did you see that needed to be filled so that you were able to pick up 40 people that are across the country that needed some help?
1: Good question. So, one, I think just good property management. But on the same hand, two, good property management that's done as simple as we can. Hmm. This is a relationship business. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. We help our franchisees with a lot of those moving parts. Screening, we help them with. We help them with accounting because most. Entrepreneurs are not good with accounting and numbers mm-hmm. and within property management that's a lot of what we do uh, mm-hmm. our our system is live uh, that the owners or the tenants can log into and see their balances and if those aren't those uh, numbers aren't correct there's something wrong they're, they're not going to have confidence and faith in you uh, to continue working with you um, and so really just some of those basics be able to help the Mainly the the local businesses, local entrepreneurs, helping them with a business that doesn't have to be so stressful, so, um, I don't know, so stressful, so uh, time-consuming with Mm -hmm. that. Trying to change it to be more of a a business relationship and um, just relationship business to where that's what they're taking care of and we're helping with some of the other stuff behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, the, and I have to imagine, are you, are you still, you're not producing anymore, correct?
1: Um, the last five years, I think I've sold a dozen houses.
0: Okay. So, so those, no. all those rental properties and stuff like that, are you just referring those out to, uh, to somebody? Is there somebody out there maybe listening that uh, can get a, a great referral to you when you start finding out these people are getting ready to uh, sell their property, and not rent it anymore?
1: Um, here locally in Salt Lake, we have a few people um, in Salt Lake, a f- few people, a few agents that we hire that we refer out, those out. Um, for me, I love it when other agents send me a deal. Yeah. Um, I have I have a rental property in Virginia because of another real estate agent sending it to me. Tulsa, Oklahoma, because of that. Uh, Colorado, New Mexico, um, and then yeah, four and then uh, the FPU here in Utah because other uh, real estate agents. If you have a deal. You don't want it, but you'd buy it, I'd, I'd be more than happy to, to take that on.
0: Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Awesome. Um, so You mentioned too, tell me about, um, you've got a book now, Cash Flow is King, and that subject, Cash Flow is King, uh, is actually now moving you in once you finish the book and you're going to actually have your um, your podcast as well for that. Talk to me about What's the, what can people expect from the book? And then what can they expect from you um, in the type of content that you're going to put out um, regarding cash flow is King?
1: Yeah. So that's always been a dream of mine to have my own book. Last year, I met with somebody that uh, was able to help me with that. Um, And the concept with that is at the end of the day, people say cash is king, uh, but people spend cash to buy cash flow. Mm -hmm. Um, And so at the end of the day, to me, cash is not king. Cash flow is king. Um, I I spend cash so that I can receive monthly cash flow. And so going over, and it's not just with real estate, but that's where my love is. um, And my knowledge is more on the real estate or the business uh, part of it. And so the book goes over, talks about uh, kind of my life. um, And there's two different characters in that book. Uh, Oddly enough, both characters are me, uh, one being the younger me. Uh, before I got into real estate, and then the other character meaning uh, being Harold, which is my grandfather um, is he I always saw him as a uh, as a mentor to me. He passed away before I got into real estate uh, but i so I use his name there um, but uh, it 's myself being a mentor to myself, uh, and I know that sounds kind of weird, uh, but both characters in the in the book are are myself um, and I go over why what the how i got into cash flow how i realized i needed cash flow for myself um i have different goals of having cash flow a month a certain monthly cash flow for myself one of those um and so i i stepped back and i looked how can i get to this goal one of the ways i thought of getting to that and not so much promoting the book the book will be out uh i believe it'll be on amazon march 23rd um will be available um, but I, I see people doing different podcasts, and I wrote down what my goals were, and what better to be able to help me meet those goals than to be the student. Yeah. Um, or to not really, sorry, not the student, but being the teacher. Uh, usually, being the teacher and teaching students, the teacher learns the most. Yeah. Uh, at least that I found. And so I thought, well, let's put this podcast together. It's about cash flow, just however people have cash flow in their life. Um, how, I want them to have about 5000 a month cash flow or more, uh, the people that I'm interviewing. Really looking for people that have 40000 50000 a month because that's one of my goals is to get to that 100000 mm-hmm. and and hundred dollars uh, a month. It's going to take some time but i believe i can get there within 5 years because of doing this podcast and doing the book
0: yeah absolutely and one of the things i think that you just mentioned there is it it is the cash flow part of it once you're in this industry if you can survive and get going and get stabilized then one of the shifts that i think that happens i've talked to i've talked to hundreds of people that have found success in real estate or in any entrepreneurial type position and the the irony of before you got in the business, there's going to be a percentage that started out and they just never knew anything else. But there's a high percentage of us, percentage of us that started in a corporate world, in a job, unemployed. And you're thinking, holy cow, how could I ever go to a 100% commission gig where I don't know where my next check is coming? And then at some point, without you even realizing it, your mind transitioned to now, there's probably not a salary that I could give Aaron today that you would be willing to give up the opportunity and just take the salary. There probably isn't one there, because not. you've shifted into what is available for you to create.
1: To me, you give me that salary, you just put a cap on me. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want that.
0: Yeah. Let me go out
1: and do what I can do, um, what I believe I'm, I'm worth and what I believe I can help others as well. Um, I think that's truly my best. I think that's truly the best errand. Yeah. Uh, not just going out making money, but also I enjoy helping other people make money and helping other people get to where their dreams are, building a business, building a, a property management business, creating cash flow for themselves. That's really what I love to,
0: uh, to do. Awesome. Two, two quick questions to finish up. And you've given some great information for the audience today. The audience. Uh, the first one is you have a goal for how many franchises you're going to sell in 2019. And the second one is, I know you're a big reader. You like to, whether it's reading books or listening to audio books, give us um, one of your favorites in the last few months and maybe some people can check out.
1: Yeah, you bet. So this year, my goal is two a month, uh, two f- new franchisees a month. So 24 uh, new, uh, new franchisees. Um, and then for reading, I don't have a whole lot of time reading. Um, and so I do uh, the audio, uh, the auto bull. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, am on a plan to where I can get two new books a month. Um, some of mine that I'm, uh, that I've just finished reading, uh, just because I'm, uh, doing some uh, online marketing stuff. They ask you answer, uh, by Marcus or, uh, yeah, Marcus Sheridan. I think that's a great book. I uh, just, uh, finished that. Um, who moved my cheese, the ultimate sales machine, Chet Holmes. I love that book.
0: It's a great one. Um,
1: Probably my two favorite ones, and it can be any book, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's really what got me into this business. Reading that back, I want to say it was 1999, uh, and I just resonated really well with them. And then I am a Tony Robbins fan. Anything Tony Robbins, I'll lead up as well. Great. Um, but those are, I mean, I, I could go through, I bet you I have probably 100 books uh, on, on my uh, Audible uh, account. And uh, I tried, my goal this year is to get through 40.
0: Strong. Well, you definitely will. There's no, no. doubt you'll learn something and uh, and um, have a lot of success in in 2019. I think the I think the two franchises a month is probably a done deal after after talking with you. So I think you uh, you're well on your way. Um, so for anybody out there listening, if you have any needs, anybody you know of that is looking to um, you know really level up their rental management company or get into that business great opportunity here and if you have any uh any properties that uh, that you can send aaron i'm sure he'd he'd love another deal regardless of the market because he can definitely he can find the management crew for it so um Thank you very much for everything that uh, that you've shared. How can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you, um, and also keep in um, keep in touch with the book release as well as when your podcast starts? What's the best way to contact you?
1: Uh, well, Facebook. I would say probably Instagram. Aaron J. Marshall or Cashflow is King. Uh, Instagram account. Both of those uh, follow those. Um, I'll have uh, I should have our first podcast out here within the next couple of weeks. Uh, and we'll we'll be uh, out on uh, iTunes and Google Play here by the end of February.
0: Outstanding. Well, thank you again for jumping on here, and a lot of great information. And um, we uh, we appreciate it. again. Same thing with me. You can always find me on Facebook, Instagram, and um, look forward to uh, to seeing great things from you. Aaron. thanks again. Hey, thank you.